Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's coming up podcast. This episode is brought to you by, oh my God. So many sponsors this week. Are you ready I for am this? So excited! All right. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the Shishi Lounge. Of course. Yeah. Uh, we are also brought to you by the Little Black Box. It's the last bar in Springfield. If you don't drink in there, you're gonna have to quit drinking. Yay! Yay. <laughs> uh, we are also brought to you by Crazy Clown Airlines. Uh, they will not be a laughing stock, is what <laughs> they they wanted us to say on air. Uh, we are also brought to you by uh, the Radio Psychic on KBBL. You will die a terrible, terrible death. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was our last caller. Okay. I'm getting something now. Okay. You will die a terrible, <laughs> terrible death. One of the best jokes. Uh, we are also <laughs> brought to you by the flight themed movies. Take a, take a load of that genre. Uh, hero, fearless and alive. <laughs> uh, we are also brought to you by the Springfield Psychiatric Center because there might not be bugs on you. <laughs> And lastly, but not leastly, uh, we are brought That's to right. you by Principles World Magazine. I had to prepare just in case. You I had called what? and hoped and they didn't get back no, to me, but I, they got back to you. Uh, you got to just be hard on those emails. Um, uh, <laughs> Principles World Magazine, come read our interview with our cover principal, Principal Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that so bad. I'm sure that that zine exists. And if it does, listeners, please tweet at us <laughs> if somebody has... Um, infringed on the the fox copyright and made their own principles world magazine we want it we want it we're here of course talking about the episode marge's fear of flying this is the 11th episode of the sixth season it originally aired on december 18th 1994 it was written by david Sachs, directed by mark kirkland and the showrunner was david Markin. <laughs> i'm getting more and more like Zookers. yeah Zoo cruise. Zoo, z- morning zoo crew. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on the zoo cruise. Yeah, I was about to say. I want to go on the zoo cruise. <laughs> <laughs> that that conjured such a beautiful image for me right now. You know it's what? Like a Noah's Ark kind of. I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> Noah's Ark was the first zoo cruise, baby. Um, but you know what? I could see creationists forming their own zoo cruise uh, where it's, it's very ill-advised because there are animals roaming all over uh, the deck. But... They're starting boy, to, oh they're doing like a Noah's Ark amusement park. Yeah, like, they that's are? amazing. Yeah, they're not going to see yet, but <sighs> after this election, we'll see. I really want to go to the Creationist Museum in Kentucky. What what say you? Oh, yes, yeah. as do I. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we already heard blah, 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 blah. we already heard the voice of our guest, Ali. Do you want to give the official introduction? It's Nick Mundy. Woo! Hey, Nick gang. Mundy. Nick Mundy. You uh, are a writer, performer, comedian. Uh, you've been featured on Screen Junkies. You've been featured all over the internet. You're a nice man. You're oh, a nice man. You've you got a nice hat on. I have an Astros hat. Yeah. Yeah. You just shared with us that you uh, got married and the officiant was a famous wrestler. Uh, he's more than that now. <laughs> yeah. But I'll let you figure out who What's, it is. Yeah. Uh, we'll just b- speak very coyly. Mm, yeah. um, some, what's, what's his nickname now? Um, Box Office Viagra. Yeah. <laughs> He's a man of so many if, names. If you if you Google that, then I think you'll find your answer. Um, but yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, it was a it was an exciting time. My wife had a good idea. 
Mm-hmm. And she wanted to surprise me. Uh, wives tend to have good ideas. Yeah, so Listen to your wives, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> it's 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 a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> which this episode's about. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is first and foremost, like I, I'm going to say this every time. Um, I'm surprised that somebody hasn't picked this episode yet. It's a super underrated episode. It's because great. I knew I wanted to do something in season six. It's probably my favorite. Um, I mean, they're all great in this era, but like season six was eighth grade for me, mm-hmm. where I was perfect age for Simpsons. Obsessed with the Simpsons, I taped them all. I watched them over and over again. So is it like this? It's in Scratchy Land, but I know a lot of them were taken. And I was just watching Fear of Flying, and I was like, Oh my god, I'm Homer. Yeah. Like I transcended into like even as an eighth grader. Oh no, eighth grade. I was just like, hey, this is funny because you know I get some of the jokes. Right, but as but an then, adult, as an adult who's been married for over a year, like in that first year phase, oh my god, I'm Homer. Oh, oh man, please elaborate <laughs> on that. It was just the idea that like Homer was trying to fix things so half-assed, like so, like and so lazily. Just the, enough to just that to it like, doesn't break again. Yeah, exactly. Where I was like, "Oh my god, I'm just, I'm just a big asshole," and right. it was like, like Homer, and it was like, "Oh, I, I can see why my wife would be upset about certain things." Not to the extent where I'd like spy on, like psychiatric <laughs> You'd pretend sessions. to be, yeah, a window cleaner. But it's a little bit before twelve yeah. one or twelve o'clock. It's I a know, few seconds <laughs> before twelve o'clock. Such a tasty joke. Yeah, I mean, such a. T- but it's a few seconds before as a remark <laughs> on anything. Is uh, so with perfect. with the level of shock she has, too. Yeah. So um, as a kid, were you someone who ever really liked the Marge episodes? Or was it something that you kind of got more into as an adult that has a wife and could yeah, appreciate definitely. her as a woman? I think, I think as any Texas suburban kid who was like, <laughs> I want Homer to do dumb things. Yay. <laughs> Fall on your bottom. I don't think that that's limited to Texas. Yeah. No, it's not. But... <laughs> What that's if my it personal. Were? <laughs> no, that I th- Texas is the only Homer state, and everything <laughs> else is Marge and Lisa. That's great. Oh my God! Well, that's a new political, that, yeah. electoral uh, map that, that map we can look like, at. This is what would happen if only Lisa's voted. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Allie, you're very busy, but if you made that, oh boy, <laughs> it might be Jill Stein though. Mm-hmm. So we got to be careful. Yeah, we got to be careful. Um, <laughs> or not, depending on your views. Yeah. Um, no, I. Th- well, I think this is how much I'm an ass. I th- I always thought it was a Homer episode. Oh, yeah. That's so like, funny. Even growing, though Marge that, is in the title. You're not the only one. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and then you realize, because it, it's so upfront, which is maybe the, my favorite first act of The Simpsons ever, because mm-hmm. it's jokes nonstop. Right. Which is all season six. Season six was always like just jo- joke after joke after joke after joke. But... Yeah, I realized watching this, I was like, and I should have realized it earlier. So this is a bit embarrassing. I was like, ah, oh, this is Marge episode. Well, that's right. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say that that actually um, touches upon some of the, the criticism of this episode. And it's it's not like uh, p- people really enjoy this episode. But if you could criticize it in any way, a lot of people were saying that like some of the tastiest moments in this episode are not coming from scenes with Marge. And that it's more of the humor of Homer jokes or even resting on the guest star, which I guess is not really their guest star. It was originally supposed to be Anne Bancroft who voiced um, the therapist. But then at the last minute, um, they uh, changed it to Tress McNeil. Yeah. But it sounded like Isabella Rossellini. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so the jokes aren't coming from Marge. And so I don't think that matters, though. Mm -hmm. Like 
and yeah, I mean, some of the jokes were the best, but like, it was Marge's story. That doesn't mean she had to be like the funniest person, right? But the setup, and that she had like some of the like some great bits too. Like, Lowenstein, <laughs> Lowenstein, which is a, a Barbara Streisand reference. That's so funny. That's such a funny thing. Like, that's a perfect example of just like how you thought the Jub Jub joke was just funny because yeah. it's funny. I definitely thought Lowenstein was just funny because she was getting the name wrong. Like, my whole life, I've always just thought it was funny because she got the name wrong. But then also, it's like, it goes back to the argument of, does it matter? Yeah, I mean, mean, no. But then also, how cool that it's even funnier than I thought it was. Like, that's awesome. It's just an added layer. This stupid show is so (laughs) smart. I know. I love the way that this episode is set up. Um, Before we dive too deep into discussing uh, the story of this episode... Uh, oh boy, are you ready for this? We always like to read the summary of the episode to catch people up on okay, yeah. uh, you know, what it's about if they haven't seen it in a while. And uh, as always, this comes directly from Wikipedia. And as always, I read it cold, baby. Yeah. I like to keep Ice you cold. on your feet. Ice cold. <laughs> um, uh, what's that uh, outcast song? Um, <laughs> Which I was hey listening y'all? to on the way up here. Were to get you used really? To- so I was like, all right, I'm just going to bring this outcast energy, too. Uh, out- like, bombs over Baghdad. I love oh the way you God. move. B.O.B. is can like we, such a... Can we talk about the love below for a second? Yeah. It's so good. I got that from my sister for Christmas one year. And I was like, you know, I would have been in sixth grade when that came out. Yeah. And so I was not allowed to listen to it. Yeah. But I... Oh, I feel old. I was living in New York. It was first year <laughs> after college. <laughs> it was it was a brilliant album. Uh, I really love, and this is a total tangent, but I really love um, the sketches from Key and Peele where they talk about how like the dynamic of Andre 3000 and Big Boy. And, and it totally makes sense because I think for a while we were all kind of wondering like, why are they not? like doing as many things Mm -hmm. they were so hot for so long and then uh yeah i'm sure big boy just like could not take andre 3000's (laughs) personality after all i'm just multiple personalities multiple personalities also hey yeah is more or less the 2000s macarena at this point it absolutely is it holds up so well though i've never had it come on and not been extinct extremely happy to hear it oh but it's like on, the macarena it's on my yeah. wedding mix you guys <laughs> you, <laughs> you better, like the ma- wait you, you say no, no but it's the macarena no i disagree i say no you're wrong but um, i value well, your opinion no, well i I, th- I feel like <laughs> the macarena requires enjoyment to have a tinge of irony to it but hey ya is all sincerity that's what I'm going to I'm going to lay that on the table Agreed we'll get back we'll get Agreed back i disagree can you just explain why it's like the macarena and aside from it just being a popular song, it's that song that was like everyone loved it from all age groups, uh-huh. and that was in at one point it was November two thousand four, for Hey Yeah, and then for Macarena it was like July ninety six, and everyone like it was nonstop. It like every, all age groups they all listened to it. Would you say that? Um, I thought it was two thousand. Uptown Funk is going to be relegated to being a Macarena like song as well. See, I think Uptown Funk is way more like the Macarena because fuck that song, so over it. Yeah, never over it. See, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think it captured the. Um... But people didn't. I hate the Macarena. I think that's my problem. Well, but that was ninety six. It was a different mm, time. I, it was economic prosperity. I don't, I don't think that that's fair because I feel like the Macarena <laughs> is more one dimensional than Heya. Heya has more to it as a song. Macarena was just like you can't cut a Macarena slide. Yeah. yeah, Macarena is on on as far as like zero to Who Let the Dogs Out. I would say the Macarena <laughs> is far more Who Let the Dogs Out. Absolutely. 
it's something that they play at baseball games, even though you can they play say, hey, yeah, at baseball, hey, yeah games. Play baseball games, but they also play it at the fucking club mm-hmm. and people are so excited. When exactly. It comes you on. can't play that. You can't play the Macarena when at the a Macarena club. When the Macarena comes on at a club, people go, oh, are we doing this? Oh. When Heya comes on, the, uh, on at the club, oh, people are like, this? we're doing it. <laughs> All I know is the DJ at a cruise ship has two songs ready to go at any time. <laughs> hey, yeah. Macarena. Oh, who let the dogs out is not in that group. Uh, no, because it's too urban to probably like the people on the cruise ships. <laughs> Did I ever share with you guys the one time I've ever been on a cruise and every single morning they played the same three songs? Yeah. What were they? And one of the hey, songs yeah, was, uh, and this is Over the Breakfast Buffet, every single day I cannot listen to it without thinking about like stale scrambled eggs. Um, <laughs> take these broken wings. Oh, no. Every single Into day. <laughs> that is cruise music. Sounds There's like a, a certain, we've gone on a deep tangent now but there's a certain genre of music uh cruise music and i will say supermarket music that is very specific that you don't toto's africa is on both yes yes toto. <laughs> that is the venn diagram and toto's africa is in the middle and baker street yeah, yeah baker street yeah uh forgive us listeners but y- us. you can't have someone say things that are so inspiring and uh, like you know demanding of an argument and not have the argument yeah you gotta have it i yeah. hope you will let us know what do you feel about Ex- these songs awaiting your hate mail <laughs> yeah, uh, one last thing about Baker Street. Um, Please. There was an episode. <laughs> Seven more things about Baker Street. <laughs> it's one of my favorite punchlines to write into <laughs> any kind of musical uh, laden joke. But there was a recent episode of This American Life where they were talking uh, about, and this this story was is completely different to what I'm about to say. Um, it was about like you know Syrian refugees and like all of these you know different things, uh, winning the lottery in order to get a green card to come to America. That was the premise of the episode, um, but. The the person that they were um, spotlighting in this episode um, only had like three songs on his iPod. Um, and one of them was an African version of Baker Street <laughs> or something like it was like the only one that was dubbed in his language was Baker Street. <laughs> oh, man. That yeah, it was uh, pretty good. I need anyway, to I need to go on Napster and download that one. Can, why Napster? Just go straight, cause uh, I'm sure that's still happening. All right, you kids and your fancy. Lime. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with don't judge wire. me. Are you ready for that? Was like the greatest amp up for <laughs> what is going to be the most dismal summary that Wikipedia <laughs> has to offer. Are you ready for this? Yes, ma'am. Y'all ready for this? Okay. In the episode, the family attempts to go on a vacation, but soon discover that Marge is afraid of flying. End of summary. <laughs> Anything else that I may have forgotten or the internet may That's have forgotten? It. Nope. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. There's so much more in this episode. I mean, The Simpsons is famous for their setups. Their act ones are, you know, traditionally so, so, so different than the rest of the episode in a way that I feel like it's become a game of chicken with themselves of like, how much can we take a sharp right turn um, as Mike Scalia said on the podcast, without breaking the story, it might be my favorite first act. Yeah, this is like top three episode. Well, like, we see Guy Incognito for the first which time, which is, and I just sound like you know, just talking in hyperbole. It's my favorite Simpsons joke. Yeah, ever. it's one of the best. It's mm-hmm. it's just like walk us through it for anyone that doesn't remember it, and why is it so good? Well, they did the elaborate death pranks on Mo, which is so good because you have the snakes, and it's like I, I love it. Also, and then when one they of the do things... the old sugary, sugary do, that's when that's when it goes too far. When Homer sends the uh, unfastens the top of the uh, sugar cap, Mo pours in his coffee. 
Yeah. Gets kicked out. Yeah. Gets taken off Mount Lushmore, which inspired me and my wife for our wedding. And then we did. You're New- inspiring me right now. I love that. <laughs> no, you should. It's uh, my wife did New York Times like caricatures like okay. Mount Lushmore for every single person at our wedding. That's- like. Also, as a like really crazy sitting. task. Oh yeah, no, it was like the worst idea ever. Like, like hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal it for just me and my fiance. Yeah. Hey, wife, I have we we never got any. Uh, ironic enough, uh, but it was like, hey, wife, I got this great idea. She was like, oh, I like it, and then she realized, oh, I have to do this yeah. two weeks before the wedding. Yeah, that's those are all the wedding horror stories Again, here. Terrible husband. Um, <laughs> and then just the guy incognito when Homer got kicked out of the bar trying to get back in, and there's this uh, fancy doppelganger. Yes, and Homer. Who is this Homer? <laughs> I'm laughing as she does it. It's <laughs> so good. I know, and it, and it looks like such a... Sh- I mean, the joke is that it, it, it looks so obviously thrown together that Homer would have done it. It's my exact double. Yeah. And there's a dog with a poofy tail. I know. Here, Puff. That <laughs> I love scene. the little visual, too. <laughs> it's so good. Well, that also speaks to... And I feel like we've referenced that specific moment in... in um, maybe Homer goes to college when he keeps... Um, scrunching and unscratching the pig's tail yeah like we this is established this is canon now that homer is completely mesmerized by poofy tails and animals and the dopiness of animals and all that good stuff so i love that this is a constant for his character um i was gonna say that earlier in the scene so yeah we had this perfect setup with homer at the bar and they're all like doing these like really 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 dangerous pranks to mo but then of course homer does the tamest one and he gets kicked out um but somebody on the internet Oh, someone has a bone to pick on the internet. Weird. Um, somebody said, considering that Moe is a snake handler, as seen in Homer the heretic, <laughs> the venom from the cobra biting him really should not have affected him. Good job, <laughs> nerds. I hate the internet so I much. Know. <laughs> but I know. But I, I had to them. include that. But we need them to live. <laughs> I'm plugged into the internet right now. The first time I was ever on the, quote, World Wide Web was when... They did the Who Shot Mr. Burns, like, Ooh, like, hey. I'm sure you share that story with a lot of people. I haven't because I'm embarrassed by it. Um, no, it's oh, not Oh, I meant that experience. Yeah, no, it was basically like they did a promo for it, and underneath it was like www.thesimpsons.com. I was like, what the hell is that? What the <laughs> hell is what – what is the WWE? So I fired up Prodigy, and they, like, had a web browser, and I took 30 minutes to figure out how to do it, and eventually I would, like – I found, like, the first, like, Usenet Simpsons board. Oh, great. And I was like, oh, these people are awful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go play. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. I feel like my first internet experience, especially with a message board, was like, Spice Girls message board, please. And it was just like, who's your favorite? And then... You not. quickly could have gotten into something darker I know. and more uh, I know. grown up. I think, I think this is my entire experience. Who's your favorite? Posh? Yeah, Posh is pretty great. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I'm going to go outside now. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I um, I feel like... So in your, um, you know, identifying with Homer in this episode, I feel like Homer, as he's established in other episodes um, with Marge, his good intentions in this, but maybe his good intentions, they do veer more on the selfish. Oh, yeah. With this. Yeah. Especially, um, so she starts to, we realize... Uh, well, there are a lot of steps that we're skipping over, but uh, the book of this episode deals with Marge's fear of flying, hence the title. Um, she goes to a therapist to get it sorted out. And I feel like this is a very relatable thing when a loved one or a friend of yours is going to a therapist, the paranoia that they are talking about you in their sessions. 
Have you guys experienced that in your own personal lives? I've always been therapy. I've always just been the one in therapy, so I would never have to worry about like the other person. But um, I don't know if anyone's ever been afraid of me mentioning them. And I actually I joke about how like the biggest compliment you could give someone is like I talked about you in therapy. Today. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty good compliment. Yeah, because you're trying to work it out. Like you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. I feel like that's a compliment unless you are a parent of that person. <laughs> yes. Uh, don't even want to get into boy, that. Boy. Stuff. Yeah, we don't need to. I think I think anyone in like a relationship or like strong friendship or relationship of any kind. Um, and you know, some like maybe things are tense or like, or there's like you know, uh, fighting or whatever, and they go see like a third party, whether it's therapy or friends or family. You're like, I wonder if they're talking shit. For sure. And I think that's like a, a healthy, nor- yeah. normal thing. And then it's just, but like part of it's like, I'm I try to be a fixer. Mm-hmm. And I do it half-assed too, because mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, like, okay, you have a thing, let's fix it. And then, like, I used to say, like, let's put things into a tiny little ball, <laughs> you know, we, we can ignore, which uh, Homer suggests. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, let's let's Push do that it deep down. But I think the fact that you're self-aware of your that's, inclination yeah, to do that it speaks to a greater self-awareness. I'm not a full cartoon. Yeah, you're <laughs> not a full cartoon. You're a real boy. Yeah, <laughs> I've got. And you're healthier than you um, paint yourself out to be. True, but if I did see a dog with a poofy tail, I would. Of chase course, it. but that is neither here nor there. Yeah, which I've done. Uh, <laughs> one one thing I love about this episode, just speaking to cartoons themselves, is like how cartoonish it can be, even though we are talking about something as serious as therapy and like you know child trauma and all these different things like one of the moments after like the oddly realistic snake bites and all this stuff is uh it's like we're taking your favorite song out of the jukebox it's oh, raining men yeah. throws it and it lands in smithers car which is one of those other early like is he possibly gay jokes so it's just like well of course but uh it's so good because it's a running gag in this episode and yeah. naive monday was it's like... raining men not not no more it ain't yeah well Sweet naive men by the weather girls i think that's when like i was young and i was like i started putting it together i was like smithers might be gay <laughs> also a lesbian bar i've heard those words i know that that lesbian bar has one of my favorite mm. lines in this episode um you know because so after he gets kicked out of moe's he's on this search of finding a new place to get drunk at and there's a great moment when he's at home and he's just you know depressed over being kicked out of his favorite place and instead of you know spending more time with the family he just decides i'm gonna go on a mission to find a new place to get drunk at um and uh so when he's at the shishi lounge he's standing at the bar surrounded by lesbians looking around going there's something bothering me about this place i know this lesbian bar doesn't have a fire exit. <laughs> Enjoy your death trap, ladies. <laughs> Which is something that I what need was wrong to, with her. <laughs> I know. That's something that I need or to what's incorporate. what's her problem? <laughs> yeah, I need to incorporate that line into my everyday speech. It's so good. Enjoy your death trap, ladies. Something I also like in this is, you know, Homer's constantly making up new words. Is kind of what he does on accident. Um, Lisa's trying to give some peace after Homer's been kicked out. And Marge is trying her best, which is so cute. Where she's like, "You could have, you know, you could drink here, spend more time with the family." That's uh-huh. like one of the most heartbreaking like lines <laughs> I've heard. I, I was, like, I felt so bad for Marge, like saying that because like moms and people have done that, you know. And it's like that's the most mom line ever. It's like, oh, we could, we could do a bar here, and then Aww. he just br- throws it away. <laughs> I know, so I know. I'm well. I'm. It speaks to such a deeper sadness because I feel like it's the same spirit as a mom talking to their kid, going like. You don't have just because you weren't invited to the popular kid's birthday party, we can have a birthday party here. Like it's sort of that. Yeah. But the fact that it speaks <sighs> to we miss 
your, we miss your you. children <laughs> miss you. I miss my husband. <laughs> Please hang out with us. That also seems like an archaic thing, too. And maybe this is just like because we're Los Angeles folk. Like after dinner, going to a bar without yeah, your significant other or not your children. But yeah. like. You know, I yeah, I, I think like I think being that a bar regular. I don't know if that happens. Well, in, yeah, I think that we no, live well, in an LA I, vacuum. Hometown, yeah, I think that people in the Midwest, in the South, and other places that are not metropolises um, are doing that pretty okay. regularly. Then, yeah, but we have me, Mr. Bourgeois. You're very <laughs> fancy. You would belong in that very classy bar that he enters. Please, um, would you please leave without a fuss, <laughs> sir. Will you please leave without a fuss? Um, yeah, I feel like uh, you know, LA, New York, San Francisco. Yeah. We have just so many different options for nightlife but but it does also sort of speak to sort of the picture that they're painting with this um, nuclear family that like you know it sort of exists in the 50s and 60s of like way of life of homer going to a bar sort of like they would do on on the mad men show totally the the mad men show um so lisa is trying to make him feel better and it's just like you know um what was Chinese he's he's she's just like in this other language like they have the same word for crisis and opportunity oh yeah yes crisis tunity (laughs) crisis tunity yeah, my Bar- notes my literally just said Christatunity. <laughs> I missed I missed all the details of um, that. So, so, so we already talked about like a couple of the bars that he goes to, but uh, my favorite big one. Okay. is Cheers. We get to oh, yeah. we get to have the Cheers thing, which is funny because as a lot of our listeners know, uh, some of the writers that were on The Simpsons left to go to Cheers uh, to write on that show because you know yeah it, they left The Simpsons to mm-hmm. go to Cheers yeah okay and um, at least that is what I've been told. Please correct me if I'm wrong, Josh Weinstein and other writers. <laughs> <laughs> that listen to the but show. No one but else. No one else. If you did not um, write on The Simpsons, do not correct us. I um I I I love how accurate it is, obviously. And uh they just really did a it's a perfect, perfect, perfect like satire of cheers. It's exactly beautiful. what it is. And I love that Norm is so crazy. I know. And it scares Homer. That's so funny to me. And then yeah. he ends up hugging him and it's just so sweet. I love it when Homer gets scared by that sort of uncanny valley um, <laughs> you know like comparison of whether it's a character from another um animated show or just something that breaks like their world a little bit i I love that he is like the first person to sort of freak out um a tasty bit of trivia for this i don't know if it's tasty but um uh if you guys noticed that um they were able to reunite most of the original cast of cheers to voice their proper characters except for kelsey Grammer. Um, which was surprising to a lot of Simpsons uh, viewers because he, of course, is the voice of Sideshow Bob and is like a Simpsons regular. Um, but their reasoning was the staff could not arrange the script to allow time in the episode for Grammar, um, who already had a recurring role on The Simpsons as Sideshow Bob uh, to voice Fraser Crane. And that was their. That was also, their you know thing. what? Fraser Crane can suck it. Of, yeah. of the Cheers characters, he's the least interesting. But yeah. Give him his own show. Get him out of Cheers. It would have taken too much real estate in the script. When I was a kid, I was like, that was when I was like, oh, wait, I'm pretty clever because I just figured out what The Simpsons did. And they were like, Fraser's already on the show. Yeah, exactly. We don't need it. That was a clever move <laughs> Ooh, that I just figured that was, out. That was a nice little like producer budget cut. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite jokes, because th- uh, to be honest, and I told you this when we were talking about what episode you wanted to do. Um, I have said on the podcast before that my favorite episode is probably Lisa's Substitute. That's the one that I will always say is my favorite. But I think this is actually my my actual favorite in terms of jokes because it oh, has. Wow. I think it might be my number one favorite, like in terms of joke, and then Lisa's Substitute's turns of heart. But there are a lot of really great jokes in here. It's in the so good. 
them. The amount of jokes. And I yeah. think, is, is that, like, you guys would know more than me. Is that, like, a season six staple? Like, there are so many jokes. Like I don't the know. the frequency of jokes. But I, like, don't, I don't know if it's um, specific to season six. I think that the there's a good, good run of consistency with flow of story and joke yeah. and stuff like that um, between seasons four through, I will say, seven or eight. Yeah, I just feel like six is, like, the goofy, really goofy. It gets really silly. And, yeah. like, you get that absurdist stuff, like the snake stuff at the beginning. Itchy and Scratchy mm-hmm. Land was ridiculous. Oh, so good. Um, one of my favorite moments in this episode that makes this one of my favorites is it, anytime that you get a character that's not actually a character on The Simpsons saying some of the best lines, it always tickles me so much. And basically when we're in um, the pilot bar, you know, you we find out just like... Uh, you know, they kind of call his bluff. They're just like, oh, who wants to fly this? Everyone raises their hands like, conditions are windy. And then they all get freaked out. Who wants to go to the windy city? (laughs) In the windy city. (laughs) must warn you, conditions are windy. (laughs) And then, um, but uh, he's just like, you're not just impersonating a pilot so that you could get, so you could drink here for free, are you? Uh, And he says, that is what I'm doing. That's exactly what I'm doing. He's just like, haha, you fly boys crack me up. And then he's like, no, but I was trying to tell you. And I said, you fly boys crack me up. But I love calling him fly boys. I love that he refuses to listen everything about it yeah and i feel like that's a joke that they go to uh, a bunch of times especially throughout these seasons where it's like and i said <laughs> that specific kind of joke there's a joke right before that that i really really liked um where the bartender asks if he's really a pilot and um He's like, if you're really a pilot, then where's your uniform? And, <laughs> and Homer says, oh, I stored it safely in the overhead compartment. And the guy well, goes, you talk the well, talk. you talk the talk. <laughs> yeah. So I love how easy that is. And then we see him uh, on the plane and he keeps <laughs> pressing the right. We'll need that to live. Uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, we need that to live. <laughs> and then they crash to the floor. And as you said, um, in our sponsors, uh, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> You've made Crazy Clown Airlines a laughing stock, which is yeah. so funny. And then, of course, I remember this from a kid that they weren't able to go to Alaska and Hawaii. The freak states. The freak <laughs> states. is so good. And then, of course, the n- very next scene. Great news, Scott. Great news, everybody. Because I endangered lives. We can fly anywhere we want. I want to go to Alaska. <laughs> Hawaii. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I also, like, there are just certain things that stick out when you're a kid, I think. I loved um, when they're on the plane, just that, um, like, Lisa and Bart get to go to, like, first class. First class. Like, that's such a fantasy. That's yeah, such a fantasy I as a little kid. I still to experience it. I also love, I like... I did once, but I was so drunk beforehand because it was my birthday. <laughs> I just passed out <laughs> no. the entire oh, time no. and didn't get to experience it. Oh, oh, no. Another birthday, maybe. Flight? Was it not very long? It was, like, three or four hours, oh, but it was a red eye, waste. but I was, like... I was just knocked out drunk, like oh. some child. Yeah. But uh, I hope not some child. But um, <laughs> uh, when you're in first class, I, I yeah. love I love that uh, Lisa's just like they're gonna pamper us, and Bart looks terrified. He's like not literally, of course. Yeah, <laughs> and I love the image of Bart getting milk poured elegantly into like a wine glass. Like it's that's just very fun for me. And yeah, it's 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 great. And there's also uh, around this point in the episode, there's a lot of really great like sort of theatrical monologues that we get from Homer. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's right before they, they set sail on the on the p- plane ride. Ooh, what is that <laughs> sentence? Um, but Homer says, come on, Marge. I want to shake off the dust of this one-horse town. I want to explore the world. I want to watch TV in a different time zone. I want to visit strange, exotic malls. I'm sick of eating hoagies. I want a grinder, a sub, a foot-long hero. I want to live, Marge. Why won't, won't you let, let me live? live? It's, it's so, so good. good. Oh, hello. Hello. Hi, we're friends. <laughs> um, and this is a thing that, like, 
I don't know if other people think like this, but like, no, like, oh, hey, I'm watching TV like in New York uh-huh. at like 10 o'clock. It's 7 o'clock where I'm from. This Ooh, is what neat. a thrill. What yeah, a thrill. Absolutely. It's super yeah. exciting. Oh, like, oh, I've never been to this McDonald's this when I was like a kid. Or it's like going to a weird mall. Yeah, that no, is, it's, it's that really is true. Absolutely. I, I mean, for me, because I most of my traveling has been within the States, um, just doing stand up and stuff like that. Uh, and I haven't really been in through Europe or gone on those like crazy, actually exotic trips. But those are the thrills for me where I'm like, this is another Whole Foods. Yeah. This <laughs> Whole Foods is different from the last Whole Foods, you know, and like all those sort of little things. It's very interesting. Um, so when they, when Marge is kind of freaking out, she, they just do such a good, like, nuanced job of like all the little things that a person does when they're freaked out and they're embarrassed of being freaked out and they have something repressed. Like, they just really nail, like, the panic and the insecurity. Like, all those things are kind of, like, coming out in, like, such a good way with Marge. And we see it get crazier and crazier throughout the episode in so many good ways. But, of course, before we get there, Homer is trying to say just, like, that phobias are stupid, that there's no reason to have them. He's like, everyone has their thing. And he's, he's, he's just like, not me. He's like, sock puppets. I know. <laughs> And that's the thing that freaks him out. I love that tidbit of his personality. Again, it's like, I love any kind of nod to like a history of a character that we didn't know previously, but completely checks out. I feel like this, sh- this episode, just thinking about it, is like so many iconic like jokes though. Yeah. Like the guy incognito poof tail. Like everyone knows, like you just start talking, you get people talking like more than four people are going to start talking about the Simpsons. Yeah. Poof tail's coming up. Sock puppets is coming up. Yeah. This is, also, my favorite line from this, probably, and there are a lot, and I, you know, I'm sorry if this is someone else's, but um, Marge going insane is so funny to me. But my very favorite is, I just realized we've never had a wedding for the cat and the dog. They've been living in sin. May I love that? May I? May I also offer? Oh, I forgot to clean the lint basket in the dryer. <laughs> if someone broke into the house and did laundry, it could start a fire. Um, I uh, I feel like so many moms have said so many similar things. To uh, totally, <laughs> and, and that whole scene once then when she's like hammering shingles at like it's 3, 3 a.m should you, shouldn't you be baking yep yeah. <laughs> and then her watching the movie and they're like no she's fine and then they widen out and she's not even sitting on the couch that image oh yeah that's the i think and the shadows is beautiful yeah i also love in that moment uh and this is just like a silly line from homer but hey whatever baby um when they're on the plane and he goes uh, marge what's wrong are you hungry sleepy gassy <laughs> gassy is it gas? See that? It's gas. Isn't that's it? what I do. That yeah. was when I was like, "Oh God!" Yeah, that was, like the that, that was, was a like, mirror being pointed. How can I fix you? it? How can I fix it? What can I do? What can I do? Yeah. How do I fix is it? it? Oh gas? Is it gas? It's gas, right? What's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah. If we talk about it, it's fine. Like, yeah, I know, I know. But I mean, good intentions, you know. Good intentions. It's, yeah, and it's hard because you wanna you wanna help your partner, but you don't know how. So sometimes shutting the hell up is the way to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes listening and not fixing is actually what. We're okay. Fixing. I will say right. that um, I'm a big fan. This is uh, you will not uh, suspect what I'm about to say. I'm a big of fan picking beans. Of picking beans. Now I'm a big fan of a TV show called The Amazing Race, and I will say that you can learn a lot about relationship dynamics mm. from The Amazing Race. I believe it. High stress situations. Yeah. I, I will go also on the record, um, and I've told this to uh, Mike. I will never make him go on the amazing race with me because I value our connection too much. But um, sometimes just being quiet is the best thing that you can do. Absolutely. From uh, so many different couples that I've seen on the amazing race, just live and die. 
but yeah. That's also something that comes up in therapy, whether you go to it yourself or you just watch the Simpsons episode, you're able to tell that, you know, once, like, I mean, not only is the therapist not even really asking her questions, she's trying to tell her that a check bounced, but Marge starts to have an epiphany and then suddenly it all comes rolling through. The therapist didn't have to say anything, really. Yeah. Suddenly Marge is just able to think. And, like, it's kind of funny. Sometimes as an exercise, I don't talk. Like, I don't ignore her. But when someone's talking, someone that's stressed, and I don't say, like, mm-hmm, yeah, oh, my God, that's awful. Like, the things that you're supposed to say, you think. The conversation happens the exact same way, whether I was saying that or not. And yeah. it's not, they're not annoyed <laughs> by me just saying, uh-huh. Uh, like, they're actually saying more, and then they, they'll they get there on their own. Like, you know, just be there for them. That's what they need. It's very interesting. Uh-huh. I call that uh-huh. yeah. journaling. When, when somebody's <laughs> journaling to you, oh. and they just need to just get it out, and hmm. you are, like, you know, a, a, a reliable shoulder to cry on. But, like, yeah, port in the storm. That's interesting. That actually yeah. helps. That helps because it's a visual. Like mm-hmm. visual aids are helpful for me. Where I'm yeah. just like, hmm, okay, I can see it. I'm a journal. Can Got I, it. Can I say that um, that joke of the check bouncing uh, in this episode actually happened to me <gasps> in my life? Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I used to go to a therapist oh, not too long ago. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if I said on the podcast. Whatever. I'll repeat myself. Say um, everything on the podcast. I'll say everything on the podcast. But um, I went to a therapist for uh, a while and then... Um, it was being covered by my insurance. And then, uh, I don't know, there was a breaking point with it where uh, my last session, I was told at the beginning of the session by my therapist that um, not only uh, was my uh, health insurance not going to cover any future sessions, but I had actually, like, they didn't cover the last, like, three or four. (gasps) So I had to pay her for that out of my pocket and part of the reason why I went to therapy in the first place was trying to find financial and, you know, emotionally mature adult-like independence from asking for money <laughs> from my family and <laughs> friends. So when she told me that, so ironic. I just burst into tears. <laughs> and uh, then she meekly said, we can still continue our session since you are paying for it. <laughs> and I went... No, thank you. That is She'd so never rolling funny. scale. Yeah, um, no, it it was it was a very ironic and unfortunate <laughs> oh. all at the same time. <laughs> I, I feel as bad for you as little Marge, who is such a little sweet. Marge. I love little Marge. I've talked about it before. Short hair on Marge is the cutest it's little so thing. Cute. I don't know why it's so cute. Little little everyone. It looks like really. little lamb, like yeah. in the Lisa's vegetarian episode. Yeah. Um. Before we get to the the thing though, I did briefly mention picking beans because I love that scene. It's yeah. it's Homer and Lisa just fighting about just like you know I hope you're happy, Lisa. Like this is gonna make her realize that I'm a bad husband. We're getting a divorce, and then you're gonna have to pick you know beans with your grandmother. He's like, but I like picking cr- picking beans with my grandmother. Yeah. Uh, just like good. I hope you do. I do, and it's just like this. Really, <laughs> you'll be picking many a bean. Yeah, it's no, so. You know what good. I like about this season? Well, this episode and like this these seasons is that Lisa and Bart are just kids. Yeah, totally, and not like nerd bad boy archetypes. There's not an added texture layered. Yeah, on top they're of not like forcing normal that. kids. Yeah, they're just like you know they're smart. And they play to their intelligence, but they're not like. 
Bart's not like spray painting El Barto, you know. Yeah, he's not they're not no. caricatures of themselves. Yes, exactly. I like it when they just get to be kids because I do believe that they get a kid dynamic so right on this. Yeah, show. as you see in in Little Marge and also um, Patty and Selma, like they get yeah. them so well for teenagers. Oh my god, like how perfect are the things that they're lying to her yeah. about? Just like there's one big toilet and everybody goes at the same time. I know, and that's something that is so believable to a young kid, like five years old. And the little bitch talking shit about the monkeys absolutely which i, I think about to all get into the time that. <laughs> that's not even mike nesmith's real <laughs> kids can be so cruel but it's true they didn't write their own songs or play their own instruments and then i love it's what the so therapist says funny. The monkeys weren't about music marge they were about rebellion about political and social upheaval and then marge just dutifully mm-hmm. like Yes. She loves it. She's she like inspired. It. I don't remember what ha- what's happening in the scene, so please help me if you can. But basically, they're back at the house, and I think Homer does something so loud that it makes like s- Snowball's like teeth go crazy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, it doesn't even really matter because basically, I've talked about this a few times in the podcast before. I just love any like very subtle like cats being cats and dogs yes. being dogs in The Simpsons. Like as we said, like they get the kids accurately, but like they really nail the cat and the dogs sometimes <laughs> it's so good but you know we didn't even talk about like the the big crux of of uh what happens here which is uh i mean i guess it's just what comes up next but why she's afraid of flying and it's so funny because like as a kid i watched it with a lot of like oh no that's horrible but as an adult for the first time yesterday i was just like wait why is that bad <laughs> that's I very know, funny i know so um you know basically she is, grows up with the belief that her dad is a pilot and this is also um indicative of the time that she's mm-hmm. growing up in which we see in this episode is like 50s ish um so there's a lot of dignity that goes into what a man does to provide for his family. Of course. And so she is waiting on the tarmac with her mom and um excitedly wants to see um her her daddy uh fly the it. plane so she runs on and uh her mom is chasing after her and she walks onto the plane and we see her dad which I love the model like the character design of her dad with the Me blue too. hair and everything. I want to see more of him. I know I want to see more of him. He shows up once or twice. Does he really? Yeah, he like Perhaps I've forgotten. Like an earlier episode but he's just yeah. brushed off. Mhm. Anyway, he is a uh, a flight attendant or I guess she There's says a grizzly stewardess. 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 Yeah, and um, he, I, I love the way that he freaks out, and this is he something covers. that my sister and I have repeated several times uh, in appropriate moments in our life, uh, where he's wearing, first of all, he's wearing like this dainty little apron. <laughs> yeah, um, and his frills. <laughs> and shorts. <laughs> and shorts, um, uh, to add insult to injury. And uh, he cowers behind. He like tries to cover himself up with this dainty little apron and just says, don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> and it's just so perfect. It's so great. It encapsulates this like real shame and embarrassment. And it's this beautifully dramatic comedic moment. And uh, we, we get the therapist being so nice saying just like, you know, there are a lot of male s- stewardesses, stewards. And, you know, yeah. you might say that it's thanks to people like your father that have he, he was a pioneer. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, you might even say he's an American hero. It's like, I, I, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't push it. <laughs> well, I think this was around the time, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when stewardesses and stewards mm-hmm. uh, were just starting to become flight attendants, too. So I think that's, right. so yeah. I think that's part of like 
where the story came from and why maybe that doesn't seem like a That's big deal so for funny. us. That's so funny. Right, right. Especially and if you fly southwest. Um, <laughs> yes. And then um, who? And they wear shorts too. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, if we're gonna do Southwest, let's dig on Spirit Airlines. Ooh, that ooh. that oh, I've never I mean, been, I haven't had you the pretty much have to pedal the <laughs> plane with your own feet like it's a Flintstones. Continue. <laughs> no, and then <laughs> the, the one of the best parts is, and I feel like this has happened to the low rent therapy places I've been to that were probably for ten dollars. Yeah, as for Homer comedians, suggested. the comedian places. Yeah, it's just just sadness. Um, how they nailed the one obvious thing that was like probably affecting her but then she brushed off all the other i know like the yes, north yes. by north all the other trauma like, yeah uh, yeah so we have it's a lot all of really, tapestry <laughs> i know i know we have a lot of really great pop culture references in this episode we see um you know yeah in that moment which they call out then yeah marge uh third rock uh, from the sun yeah yeah Mar- marge says oh there's more coming and then it's her on a cornfield with um, her mom is like, oh, this is where they get corn. And then like the plane almost takes him out. She's in this little plane car toy thing. And the, the, <laughs> the, the yeah, it catches on fire, all this stuff. I love, um, I love that scene with the, uh, with the cornfield. Cause there's just like, watch it again, or we'll try and find a soundbite of, or of it or something. But like, and this is what a cornfield looks like. And Marge is a little, mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's I just know. So, she's so funny. She's so interested. And then that's from a movie, right? That's, North by Northwest. There we go. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I knew that was from something that I hadn't seen. Yeah, and there's... Um, oh, so sorry. Uh, uh, please, please. Yeah, I already mentioned the Barbara Streisand's character in The Prince of Tides, Lowenstein, um, uh, Doctor... <laughs> uh, oh, oh, sorry. I'm like all over the place with my notes. I was going to say that, yeah, we have the North by Northwest, and then actually this episode's title is a reference to the Erica Zhang novel, Fear of Flying. Ah. How did we not know that? Yes. Know. <laughs> Common knowledge. They, they love doing those deep cuts for um, right. some of their episode titles because they're smarties. Um, well, well, the best thing, and you guys have talked about this too on, on The Simpsons, is watching The Simpsons as a kid and then just enjoying it for what it is and then seeing it 20 years later because you, you've learned some things. Totally. Yeah. And then it's like, ha! You know what that became? <laughs> okay. I, I, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I always knew that The Simpsons was good. Um, as a child growing up, I, I feel like it doesn't, um, it, it, it isn't relegated to that whole, you, you only like it because you're nostalgic for it, which I think, uh, could be said of so many different things from like the good burger, good burger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It holds I'm, up. I I'm, af- it. I'm afraid to revisit some of my <laughs> childhood favorites. Um, but the, you know, moment when I rewatched the Simpsons as an adult and saw all of these jokes that I had not gotten previously and saw just how much it held up really really made me go wow i'm i'm a simpsons fan mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready to come out <laughs> i remember watching the simpsons with my dad not all the time but with my dad and he would laugh at jokes that i didn't necessarily get um and i was like why is that funny it was like shut up <laughs> <laughs> shut no. up that's and why then he choked me why? Uh, oh then, so your dad was a homer too yeah, Interesting. No. <laughs> um, then he abused me like um <laughs> which they oddly brought back the choking thing after years that's of, so weird really uh yeah in the later episodes i think they like brought back yeah, they is... they were going to the well. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I love the after Marge has said all these things. Uh, she's just like, I'm cured. Like it's time for me to go. And she's like, We still have the far more serious problem of your husband. And then we no, get... we don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. She doesn't need to be perfect. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, I was gonna say uh, two things. So Dr. Zweig is a character I don't know if you guys recall uh, appears in other episodes as well. Oh, she appears in It's a Mad 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 Marge and Large Marge. 
Um, and then also there is a deleted scene from this episode. Um, right after Homer's thrown out of Moe's, a stray cat enters the bar. <laughs> Moe is then heard saying, oh, look at the cat. He put sugar all over the place. Oh, yeah. that's so I'm glad they didn't include that. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been too much. <laughs> I do love, I mean, I'm sure that there is a Tumblr that exists, but just like um, Simpsons deleted scenes. They're very nice. Again, I will plug our LA Podfest uh, episode. Um, Josh Weinstein uh, read a deleted scene with Alex Hirsch from uh, a million house divided and it was mm, a tasty treat you it can was still amazing. watch that uh, if that, you if you want that's a g- you get some background on um why rb sucks why rb sucks <laughs> uh but no kirk's like involvement with the cracker factory and like what he did there and what went down it's very very good yeah but can I you can see feeling is, is so good and i was trying to get a race car bed in college really as i looked they're so expensive yeah no that's yeah. i part of me was just like you know i have some money for frivolous things i'll buy a race car bed thinking it'd be like eight hundred dollars or something they're like Four thousand. I was looking to spend two hundred. Yeah. It's insane. But anyway, yeah. are there any moments that we didn't get to in the episode that you particularly loved, or did we hit them all? No, I think we hit them all because I was like, I want to hit them all real quick. Um, it's just, it's almost an underrated episode. It is. Yeah, people yeah. forget. I uh, yeah, I was I was surprised, and also in my research on the internet about this episode, there wasn't much said about it. No, you know, but I feel like it has like some really iconic moments. It really does. Well, I mean, any episode that expands on the history of a character should be significant, but for some reason, people I don't think cite this episode as being like of the core group of episodes that are are um, but required they do with the viewing. But they, like the guy incognito. And yeah, like... guy incognito reappears. Um, yeah, I I mean I know that guy incognito's people have love for that character like He's well so beyond. <laughs> I think that you could be a very like cursory viewer of The Simpsons and, and know about guy incognito. Yeah. It's, it's such, such a, a great show. Yeah, it's so making good. me laugh thinking about it. Also, there's the great moment just of how this episode ends as we finally get Marge on the plane again. Homer's trying to calm her down. He's just like that's just the engine starting. That's just the engine uh, struggling. That's just this stopping. That's just the like whatever the animal is around your feet carp, that's just yeah the car swimming around your feet <laughs> mm, yeah and the groan so good marge's voice is so good that's another underrated thing something that i tweeted about um if you follow me on twitter uh i i think it's very funny my uh, one of my other favorite shows is the bob newhart show the pilot of bob newhart is the same exact thing uh, you know if you, you probably know this but bob newhart is a therapist on the show and his wife has a fear of flying and it's uh, we, I watched them back to back last night because it, I deserved it. And I, <laughs> you, you did. Know, you earned I it. I treated myself right. I earned this. <laughs> I take I, myself out. It's, I, a, it's I, a good thing. Ellie, let me just say it delights me so much when you say a sentence like that. I did it because I deserved it. Because you know what? I took its power. You needed, I think every day for you should be treat yourself day. Yeah. You know, yeah. if treating yourself is as simple as watching two similar themed episodes of shows you like, I think yes. I think that in some way we are also not in some way in a direct way we doing this podcast is uh, the essence of treat yourself it is it is a treat we get to talk to uh so many of our favorite comedians and writers and they get to come on and talk about the simpsons in a way that you hope will come up at a party but never quite as uh detailed as this i think it's a win-win for everybody yeah so one of the questions that we like to ask our guests, which you kind of pretty much answered throughout the course well, of this okay. episode, um, which character from The Simpsons do you identify with most? You said Homer. In this particular episode, definitely Homer. Um, probably now, yeah, it's probably now Homer. And then 
sometimes Grandpa Simpson. Yeah. Really? Which yeah. is like an extension of, yeah, it's just different timelines, I feel. Yeah. Uh, I'll become Grandpa. It's like Pokemon. I'll become <laughs> Grandpa Simpson. Like. But aside from that. And then I think we all feel a little Kurt. Van oh, Hood. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting that you went to Kurt instead of Milhouse. I'm 35. <laughs> it's an age thing. Yeah. I, I, I'm. Do you ever feel like Mo? Oh, who had? Before, pre, pre-marriage. That's pre-marriage. a good way of looking That's at it. Good. Yeah. And then suicidal <laughs> and a snake. <laughs> well, just to end it all. Just when he's in his. Uh, actually, um, someone had to drop something off to me a couple months ago, and I was sick, and I didn't feel like putting on clothes, and I was like, they handed through the door, and I was like in an undershirt and under, uh, my underwear, and they was like, "Don't look at me." Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I think about I I, th- I think of like. It, it, I work from home and that in and of itself is has its own ups and downs of feeling good about the day and feeling so depressed. Um, and so I think about that Mo line uh, when I'm at the lowest low of just, well, it's suicide for me. Yeah. But you know what? It comes out, I will say, uh, so people aren't concerned, uh, it comes out when like I have a grocery bag that just topples over and spills out everywhere <laughs> or like those other things that make you feel the like little so things are futile. what make you want to die. Yeah. Well, I guess it's suicide for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it was, uh, I think when I realized, like I started identifying with Homer is me and my wife were dating about a year into the relationship and it was that big Simpsons marathon. Mm-hmm. And it was during that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to, we watched most of it. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to propose it. I'm going to get Aww. a ring. But, we had to go out one night, and I'm not good at dressing up in formal wear. And she was, like, literally helping me tuck in my shirt. And there was the episode where, like, we post a still all the time where, like, Marge was tucking in Homer's shirt while he just sat there, like, <laughs> like pissed off. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, this all makes sense. You're ready yeah. for marriage. That's really sweet. I have a personal tuck in my shirt. And then uh, is there a lesson that you've learned from this episode in conversation? Uh, yes. Be quiet. Don't try to fix it. I think that's nice. a good lesson. Yeah. It is. It, it helps everybody. And just yeah. Uh, I mean, read the room with that. And get a f- and drink at a bar with the fire escape. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for being. Thank on you the guys episode. for having me. I'm a big fan. This is a great podcast. Thank you. You, you, guys you would like to plug? Sure. Uh, you know, if you want to go, if you want to hear a bunch of like left wing Astros. Houston Astros baseball post. No, thank you. Dick Fundy. Uh, <laughs> Don't yeah. plug it. And check out Stop the Team Tiger it. Awesome podcast. <laughs> nice. Me and yeah. My, yeah. I bet people that listen to this podcast already do. Yeah. But if you don't, it's a bunch of nonsense that does not have any structure. So. That's great, though. Yeah. You, you got to have that to cut through the treacle. <laughs> you know, the banality of life. Yeah. We, all we do is just go through favorite Simpsons episodes and break them down and die. What? Hey! Hey! Excuse me? <laughs> Get out. You're not the first person. Let me just say. <laughs> You're not the first person. There was somebody Your shoulders that, just got bro- broader. There, and there was <laughs> somebody that campaigned to be on this goddamn podcast, and then after the fact, I'm talking a week after, I heard about them trying to pitch a Simpsons podcast. Are you serious? Yeah, and I was yep. like... You're goddamn wrong. I'm going to figure out. I'm going to spend the rest of the day figuring yeah. out. Who. We'll people just tell you after. <laughs> list, people listening at home need to figure out who officiated <laughs> your wedding, and then you will be on the case. Was about, it Gabrus? No, it was not Gabrus, but that's a very good guess. <laughs> no. Oh, by the way, I'm not Gabrus. Nice. You're not Gabrus. Even though yeah. people make that mistake. I love Gabrus. I love you. You both oh, like hats. I, I get yeah. it. Shorts hey. and sandals. <laughs> 
Well, thank you again. Thank you. Um, and then, uh, did you already give people your Twitter handle? It's Dick, Dick Fundy. Dick Fundy. Yeah. And then, Julia, where can people find you? Oh, man. I was I was starting my, hey, where can people find you? But you know what? Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, people can find me at Julia Prescott on all the things. Facebook, Twitter, my website. I don't know. Stuff like that. I run a weekly comedy show in L.A. at a, the Whole Foods in Pasadena every Wednesday night at 730. Show starts promptly at 8 if you are around. Come and check it out. Ooh, this sounds like so much fun. Yeah, it is it is so much fun <laughs> and there are free there's free parking and free samples of gluten-free goodies oh my god I that sounds LA amazing um you don't even know the start of it if it was more la it'd be 15 dollars parking so it actually would be 15 and it's actually kind of a prelude to i'm planning a whole foods comedy tour in 2017 so stay tuned for that oh. uh i know i'm the most la person in the world Allie, where can people find you uh you could find me at ali gertz on all of the things and uh he was he did not help on this episode but you could still follow hell yes brandon uh <laughs> i just <laughs> want it to be known he did not help us today <laughs> with our sound guy but he does so much great work for us um please follow hell yes brandon he's also a very funny dude uh, I would also like to say uh, thank you to everyone's continued support for our Patreon. If you haven't checked us out on Patreon yet, check us out at patreon.com slash SimpsonsPod. You know who just uh, donated some money Tell to me. Ted Malloy. Hey, Ted. And thank you so much. I apologize if you've already been read on the podcast. Sometimes we do that. But you know what? Double double the trouble. Double the fun. Double yeah. the good times. I yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we have different tiers. So go and check us out there. Email us at everything's coming up podcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Simpsons Pod on all the things. And you guys are great. And we love you. We love you so much. We will see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Mm, this looks like a nice, friendly place. Sammy, you're too old to go on a date with two twins on the same night you're supposed to marry Diane without Rebecca knowing. Okay, Carl, I'll make you a bet. If this affects my major league comeback, I'll sell the bar. Woody, give me a beer. I think you've had enough, Mr. Peterson. My chiropractor says I can't carry you home anymore. Just give me another beer, you brain-dead hick. I'll kill you. I'll kill all of you. Whoa, settle down, Nami. Gotta save those pipes for karaoke. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>